When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. such thing as death, life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. Welcome to My Third Eye, prying open your thought, truth, and reality, questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome, Welcome to, to My Third Eye. On Oswald. Um... He said that he had met him, and when you read the actual documents and not just watch the fucking movies and the shit that you see on YouTube, um, when you read the documents, you come to realize that he had met this person before, and he had met this person living with David Ferry, right? And he described the person had been uh, a bearded beatnik, but the description of him as a bearded beatnik was not in September of 63. That description of him as a bearded beatnik was in the months prior to that Ooh, it's hump day. Yes, it's hump day. Finally, middle of the week. Hey, and guess what? All we have to do is get through next week and we get a uh, uh, three-day weekend. Some people a little bit more. You know, depends on if you take vacation or whatever. So, yeah, let's get into this. This is a roundtable that I was invited on, hosted by Adam from Deborah Gets Red Pilled. So, we're going to talk about the Holocaust and JFK assassination. So... If that's a little touchy for you, then maybe this isn't the episode for you. But I will say, after the first hour, there's there's another hour and a half over on Patreon. So, I don't know. You know what to do. Patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast and sign up for the $5 tier. Just saying. $10 is super supporter. Or $3 just gets you this episode. You do you. You do what you want to do. Okay, let's talk about the butthole. 
Yeah, the butthole, the stinky butthole. Conspiracy themed soap. Conspiracy soap. Okay? It'll help you. Your significant other will be like, why did you not buy this conspiracy soap way longer ago? Your butthole doesn't stink. You don't stink. You smell fresh and clean, and it's American made here with all natural ingredients. Okay? And also, speaking of all natural ingredients, made in America, purepetwellness.com. Enter ghost at checkout. You get 20% off your entire order, and you can use that as many times as you want. Okay? As many times as you want in, in, in a day. In an hour, in a in a half hour, do do whatever. PurePetWellness.com goes to checkout, gets you twenty percent off. Now, I've covered all the housekeeping things. I hope you like this episode. It's a little touchy, but it's full of great information. And I got to give a shout out to Adam from Deborah Gets Red Pilled, uh, Ryan from Dangerous World Podcast, and Corey Hughes who brought the information. So go follow Corey Hughes on uh, Telegram. I think he might be on Instagram, but I think he's mainly on Telegram. So having said that, I'm out. It's hump day. And uh, we're, 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 we're dangerously close to the end of the week. All right, guys, welcome to the show. This is Deborah Gets Red Pilled. This is a Patreon exclusive episode. We're back with some old friends of the show. Corey Hughes is back. We're going to get into stuff that we talked about with them last time. Um, Holocaust, JFK, everything in between. And um, we're glad to be joined also by our friend Ryan Dean from Dangerous World Podcast. And unfortunately, Ghost from My Third Eye decided to show up this time too. So he's kind of here too uh-huh. what's going on guys just sitting here being retarded yeah there you go well um yeah last time Corey, i think uh i think what we talked about mostly was the holocaust um ghost and ryan think we talked about jfk more than we did but i don't really remember if we got into jfk very much i don't think so at all like yeah at all <laughs> from what I remember is we got up to the point where um, the concentration camps were supposedly liberated by the U.S. military and all the propaganda started coming out. Um, we kind of left off, I think, where a bunch of American film directors were on site to start pushing a narrative. Sure. So. um. I'm more in the mindset to talk Kennedy, so I'll wrap up this section really quickly and move through. Uh, but ultimately, um, uh, the summary of World War II, in a nutshell, is you have the allies, which are Zionist and communist forces, right? There are two Jewish ideologies. This is who Hitler was fighting, right? So when we, uh, you know, are like uh, claim victory for having defeated the Nazis, number one, the Russians defeated the fucking Nazis, not us. We came in at the last minute. Um, it was the Russians who lost like 20 million men, you know? So, um, but ultimately, uh, it was Zionist forces that Hitler was fighting. 
and it was the Zionists who defeated Hitler. Uh, and this paved the way for the state of Israel. And that was the whole point in the first place, going back to uh, the Balfour Declaration and, uh, you know, even further back into the original Zionist Congress in 1897. This is the whole fucking point all along, right? But obviously getting a state of Israel is not the be all end all. Getting a state of Israel is the foothold that they needed in order to continue their um, attempt to infiltrate, subvert, and ultimately conquer the entire world. Um, and obviously we've seen in the behavior of the West, the totality of the West, you know, uh, Europe, Australia, Canada, North America, right? Like we're all lock in step under the same fucking marching orders. It's disgusting. And this is um, the only reason that that was the, 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 the current state of the world is allowed to persist is because of Kennedy, Right. But, you know, when I look at like the entire totality of the 20th century, like people will look at various operations um, and various, you know, even the world wars as like separate incidents throughout history. But I don't see that like these are all the things that we know about, like Kennedy, Martin Luther King, Robert Kennedy, um, 9-11, COVID-19. Right. These are all fucking one operation. Right. This is all one one goal. Right. To destroy America to pave the way for the one world government, which will be ultimately run by Zionist Jews. That's the plan, right? So that's what's been going on um, since 1897, World War II. You had to fucking demonize Hitler because he knew it was, he knew about it, right? So um, if you even like check Mein Kampf out of the library, like you're going to get on an FBI watch list, right? Because you're not even allowed to understand what that man was saying because what his words were so dangerous to the global establishment especially what's going on today. Do you so, think that's why they're demonizing Putin so bad? Oh, God, yes. God, yes. When you really come to understand what was going on post-World War One, I, I mean, you can go back to the... I always started 1897 with Theodor Herzl and the birth of Zionism, political Zionism, and the, the marker, historical marker, is the world's first Zionist Congress, 1897 in Basel, Switzerland. That is the turning point for the world, right then and there. Now, you could look into like the Dreyfus Affair, which was like prior to that, which is what Herzl was inspired by, which is a whole nother story. But um, the late eight, the last five years of, of the 1800s in, rep, in, in regards to like the Zionist movement were, were crucial. They um, the events of the era shaped the mindset of Theodore Herzl, who then, you know, it wasn't really hard to convince a whole bunch of other Jews to want to take over the world. Plain and simple. Um, so by the time of by, between 1895, when he theorized this political movement to 1897, when it came to being, I mean, he basically had already conquered um, every I don't want to say every sect of Judaism, but um, he had basically gotten the ear of the vast majority of Jews who wanted uh, or longed to return to what they perceived as their homeland in Palestine, which is a whole nother fucking conversation. So um, that's where all this stuff stems from. But really, when you read the early writings of Herzl, it was, a, it was most certainly a plot to take over the world. I mean, definitely. I mean, you don't write about infiltrating governments all over the world um, if that's not what your ultimate goal is. Mm. So I, I was actually <laughs> real curious, too. You know, you mentioned Israel and like the whole creation of that. Right now. Where does the name come from of Israel? Are, are you familiar with that? Because I have a theory. I was yeah, just yeah. Curious. You have there's um. You can read the historical stuff. Uh, there's like um. Even if you, if you just read the Orthodox text, it has the explanations for all that stuff. 
So does it have to do with uh, mystery. does it have to do with the the Islam angel of death at all? Azrael? No. It no. doesn't. No, it was explained to me that it was ISIS, Ra, and L is how they they came up with Israel. Yeah, it just seems a little too convenient. To that me, it seems, seems... Too, that's way too convenient. That's like a white man's interpretation of something okay. from like five thousand years ago. So, um, no, because it was two words initially. It was uh, I don't I don't have the notes in front of me, but it was Yisroel was the second word. It was Haitz Yisroel. It was like it was two different words that were put together. So yeah, it was it had some uh, innate meaning. It wasn't. It's not some conspiracy thing. So. Huh. Yeah, it just seemed like uh, it, it fits so well, right? I was just doing some work like that. The uh, the Smurfs are Nazi propaganda and communist propaganda, like all kind of mixed in one. And then you have Gargamel and his, his cat's name is Azrael. And then Azrael is also it happens. That's to all be- biblical stuff, too. That's right. Azrael right. Yeah, biblical for sure. But it's just interesting that they place this like, you know, Jewish stronghold in the middle of the Muslim world. Um, and then the the name of the Jewish stronghold is eerily similar to the Muslim or the Islam angel of death. I just find that very well, coincidental. The, the fucked up thing is like the original location of the original land. It was it's not even like see you have right, to, people get this confused because you have the country of Israel, which is what we have. The state of Israel is the country today. Right. But biblically, they speak of the land of Israel. It's two different things. Right. So mm-hmm. it's not even the same location when you. There is plenty of evidence that indicates the original land, um, land of Israel uh, was actually in northern Ethiopia. I mean, that's where they claim to still have the uh, the Ark of the Covenant, right? So, um, yeah, uh, the the entire idea that Palestine or the land of Israel was ever where it is today, prior to. Um, the destruction of the first temple is fucking ridiculous. Um, the reality is that the location was probably moved sometime between 575 BC and God, who knows? Because the second temple is destroyed in 70 AD. The first temple was destroyed in 576 BC. So you've got like 500, you got like 600 plus years right between the destruction of the two temples sometime in that area uh you have uh the, the culture moving north right because you hear about the diaspora and how the the jews had to flee and all this stuff well the original diaspora uh, and having to f- the jews having to flee into the diaspora and they weren't even called jews then they were the israelites um they were driven out of uh the their homeland in northern ethiopia right and so they even have like you can look and see maps and stuff of the locations of where they actually went into the Sahara and the move, the movements of the original Israelites after the destruction of the first temple has been, it's pretty, it's, it's weird because it's well-documented, but then you look at official history stuff and it's like completely ignored. Mm. You know how it goes with the rewriting of history. So, but yeah, um, the, the second temple, and I don't know why it ended up getting moved to the middle East, but it drifted northward um because remember the israelites were black they were slaves to the egyptians who were also black but they were considered um more of a ruddy people and if you look at like the ancient egyptian like skin tones in their own paintings they're more of a reddish color um and there are still people who live in that area 
who have this like reddish skin tone. Um, but the ancient Egyptians is like in a, a debate now over whether they were uh, whether Cleopatra was black. Like there, there's no fucking white people here. OK, so white people are just deluding themselves by thinking that there was like some white fucking queen of Egypt. Give me a break. It's right, right. so ridiculous. Like uh, it, so. But yeah, the, the the real Egyptians back then were like a reddish kind of color um, that kind of as people migrated from the north downwards now you know egyptians are a lighter skinned middle eastern kind of people but that's how it was that wasn't how it was thousands of years ago so but the israelites were black right and so they ended up getting freed and you have the stories of moses and all this crap right um it wasn't a bunch of white people who were freed right so the whole stories of the israelites you just have to put into context that like those were black people and they were driven into deeper into uh, the Sahara and whatnot after the destruction of the second temple. Uh, some will argue that they went up into Italy and that's why you have darker skinned Sicilians, uh, which is true, but those dark skinned Sicilians obviously don't look like black people of today. You know, they're, you can definitely clearly tell the distinction, but yeah, when you start getting into like the origins of like Judaism and like who the Jews really were and all this stuff, um, you know, for me, honestly, it's starting to become kind of a tiresome conversation, uh, but it's really important because what we're really dealing with is an entire group of people who are just fucking imposters who straight up like have no connection to the land that they claim to have any connection to. You know, it, it's really frustrating because mm. like if you live in a different fucking reality from somebody else, like, how the hell can you even have a, a talk or a conversation or a debate on anything? Right. If you can't even decide which way is up. Is that you where know, the Khazars so- come into play? Yes, 100 mm. percent. And then you'll hear like the argument like they weren't descended from the Khazars that Ashkenazi Jews come from the German, the, the German Ashkenazi. Right. So which is like from the 1200s. But that like that argument is so ignorant because it ignores the migration of the Khazars at in around 1200. Right. So you have um, the well-documented first appearance of Ashkenazi Jews in Europe, in Poland and Germany around 1220 to 1240 AD. Exact same time that the historical Khazars were driven out of the area of the Donbass in the Ukraine, right? So this to me is why there's so much fucking Russian hatred in the world. It's promoted because they drove the Khazars out of their fucking homeland in uh, 1220 to 1240 AD around that time, right? So that to me is like the origin of like uh, uh, this anti-Russian sentiment that we've had forever. And then did they, like, they yeah. became Ashkenazis once they were driven out into Western yes, Europe? Yes, but they will deny that they're fucking descendant from the Ukraine because the split second that they mm. acknowledge they're descendant from the Ukraine, there goes fucking Palestine and their claim to Israel and all the shit that the Israelis are doing. Um, it's fucking ridiculous. And so they'll never acknowledge it. But white Jews didn't just spring out of fucking thin air. I mean, there's it's it's a very limited record on that time period, but... You had some famous Khazars of the era, like like Leo the Khazar, who was a king uh, in that around 1100, if I'm not mistaken. And so you can read all about Leo the Khazar. But then when you accuse Jews of being Khazarians and not having come from Palestine, they'll be like, oh, Khazar is a myth. Right. And they'll just they'll, they'll try to turn the entire story of that empire into like something of legend, which it most certainly isn't. And so it's funny are, because so are they secretly trying to take back the Donbass because of that then? Who the fuck knows, man? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? I don't know. I mean, when you start to get onto that level of sickness, because that's what this is. This like 
this this like war which ultimately I believe is over some ancient biblical nonsensical shit over stuff that these people don't even fucking understand, uh, you know, which doesn't have anything to do with them, even if it had something to do with their ancestors from a thousand years ago. Like, it's like when you watch, um, like, uh, the Da Vinci Code, right? And you got that cop who's like Opus Day, and Opus Day is this thing that's been going on for like a thousand fucking years or whatever, right? Like, passed down, like that kind of seriousness, right? Like, I don't know if there is really that kind of acknowledgement within the upper echelons of, you know, the Zionist establishment. Like, I don't understand yeah. the conversations that go on, it's way above my pay grade, but. I can't help see the connection because they don't like to get fucked. They like to have the last laugh. They will hold a thousand year grudge, you yeah. know, to win in the end. And I think that's what's going on here. And so it's like a double kick in the nuts to let the Donbass region just go to Russia. You know what I mean? So you mentioned that when you were talking with us, Corey, you, you mentioned that uh, the, the a while ago when we did uh, the JFK episode on, on the anniversary of uh, of JFK's uh, shooting, that these people just have this, like you said, the thousand year grudge. And, and to be clear, uh, you were saying that these that the, the idea of the white Jew comes from the Ukraine region. Did I misunderstand that? OK, so this you'll only find in a handful of sources, um, but the. The best one that I found was the 13th tribe by Arthur Kessler. Um, it's gotten a lot of flack, kind of like um, the uh, elder l- learned elders of Zion, like that book. Like it kind of gets the flack, like it's all bullshit. Uh, but I read it and I went through it and I actually double checked Kessler's references for everything. And whether his references are correct, I can't say, but his references within the body of that book were were there. And so I can't argue with the content or the context or the content of that book. And he goes into the idea that um, basically there was a forced conversion of the Khazars who were, who were like a, um, they were a bunch of shit bags really. And they, uh, they were like a nomadic tribal kind of people. um, But they occupied a massive piece of land that covered Ukraine, the Donbass area stretched towards Kazakhstan, um, and it ended like just south of like Moscow, right? So it was like basically Ukraine, a little bit bigger Ukraine. That's very and the neighboring, the neighboring um, countries, particularly Russia, Turkey. Um, they could not engage in any kind of trade with these people because they were basically fucking savages. Um, and the upper echelons of these people who controlled the country, uh, they were into this religion that's known as Tangridism. I hope I, say, I always say that wrong, but it's Tangridism or Tegridism. Uh, and that's like a, a, a weird, primitive black magic. And so how the story goes is that uh, after putting up with these people forever um, and putting up with this like um, um, black magic and like, like they would kidnap people from the neighboring territory, from the neighboring countries and do sa- sacrifices and shit like that. And so uh, the, the, as the story goes, and I'll say it like that, as the story goes, the Russians forced the Khazars to convert to one of the three Abrahamic religions, right? So this is in, in the 700s, 8th century. So this is after Islam has been created, which is what, five, 525 or something like that. So, um, and for some fucking reason, the Khazars choose Judaism of the three Abrahamic religions. And so... 
as the story goes, I'll put it like that because I can't confirm any of this. Um, as the story goes, they then the entire country convert the entire empire. I'll call it because it wasn't really a country then. Um, converted to Judaism, absor- uh, picked up the practices of Judaism, but kind of mixed it with this um, ancestral black magic that they had been doing forever, right? And so when you read about the Babylonian Talmud, the Babylonian Talmud is allegedly the Talmud that was followed by the these Khazarians who are now Jews, right? And so, but since they didn't change their ways, in around 1220 AD, the Russians and um, the, the Turks and other neighboring countries basically invade um, this region and force the Khazars out. And so you have uh, a yet another sort of um, situation where these Jews who are descendants of converts now at this point... Um, are kind of cast out into the quote-unquote diaspora once again, right? Because when you research Judaism, these people have been run out of fucking like literally hundreds of countries, like 115 countries, and there's been over a thousand incidents. And it all surrounds either um, uh, unethical money practices, money lending practices, or outright um, sacrifice, whether animal or human, uh, the record is kind of blurred. <clears throat> so but yes so the, um it, it really is a conversation that for me a lot of this information can't be verified but i think that the idea that so much of the history of surrounding these people can't be verified and is fucking in the wind speaks volumes uh, because we understand the original history of the israelites like and there are people today who have written some great books um dante fortson um, wrote a fantastic book on the black Israelites and explained everything and all the misunderstandings in the Bible and the, how they mistranslated words like ruddy, um, meaning red as opposed to like a brownish, uh, you know, so there was a lot of, um, there's a lot of interest in this topic today. And I think it's the reason that there's a lot of interest in this topic today is kind of fucking obvious. Mm. So, Dude. um, that term that you brought up right there, Adam, can I share my screen really quick? Because I wanted to uh, share something. All you do is you click that green arrow and you see yeah, the to share screen. Um, I, I want to see if this is it. I'm sure I'm butchering the spelling here. But just what comes up under that tagradism, is that how you pronounce it? Tagradism, tagradism uh-huh. or something? Okay. Because this is, uh, and I'm just wondering. It should be if this good is to go. Okay. Because I'd like to look into this more because this kind of stuff is very interesting to me. Um, I don't know if you guys can see that. Right here. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I mean, it it talks about, and I'm sure, like I said, I misspelled it. I'm sure, tagridism. But you see all this stuff, a guide to ancient magic, magic in Judaism, all this stuff. And it's just wild. And then it comes, there's another term that I saw when I typed it into. There it is. Is that it? Yeah, it's T-E-N-G. Tangriism. Tangriism, okay, because this is under some other sect of magic that basically is uh, it's, it's Jewish it voodoo. Okay, and that's I mean, going to show back up when we get to Dealey Plaza, isn't it? Yes, it will. I mean, that's wild, man. Yeah, that's a that's a definitely going to be an episode of mine in the future. So, thank you for for sharing that. I know yeah, you said you that go this down, like those a... look like runes almost. Those, yeah, those they do. Yeah, characters. 
I know you said this is a tiresome topic for you, Corey. It's just, I mean, this stuff, like you said, it's very important. It's so interesting to me, man. So thanks for sharing it again. Yeah, I think that was a awesome overview. I can tell you're uh, tired of, of giving it. Well, I can tell you that um, I've been I've been working on this subject for like, God, I started the Holocaust in 2015, started Kennedy in 2018. And like, I'm so goddamn burned out. It's unbelievable. Like my book is about to be finished. Uh, and once the book is finished, I'm going to have to then do an entirely another year long round of of media to support the book. So I'm just, uh, you know, it, it, this subject matter in general gets it wears on the soul. You know what yeah. I mean? Sure. And then you have three retards like us wanting to want to pick <laughs> your brain all the time about it. <laughs> That's totally fine. That's totally fine. If I didn't want to be here, I'd be like, nah. I mean, so, that term it, alone, that, that's just that that magic by itself is just wild. I've never heard that. I, I'm really interested in this whole like magic and like the esoteric shit like that. Yeah, that's never like, heard that term. So that's the religion of like Attila the Hun, mm-hmm. right? Attila the Hun mm-hmm. was a tank, Tangred, a Tangredism. I don't even know that how to say it. Tangredism or Tangredist. It's um, uh, Tangrism, Tangrism, Tangrism. And so and then so prior, this is another interesting uh, and there's another interesting connection here. So, and uh, again, I can't verify this, but I have read this in the context of uh, of someone else's research that the original application of the term Ashkenaz, which became Ashkenazi, uh, referred to a type of people known as the Stygians or Stygians. Um, and when you look up the Stygians, they were the people who lived in that area of the Ukraine prior to the Khazars. So the term Ashkenaz uh, uh, in and of itself may in fact be the proof that they are descendants from this region originally Stygia or Stygia. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, uh, And this like this I find fascinating because this is the era that connects to like the Conan stuff. And I think that universe is pretty fascinating. Um, but they, those people in that time were all, they didn't know shit about shit. They uh, hmm. were not Christians. They still were very primitive and they believed in like demons and weird deities and sprites and just all kinds of like weird shit. Um, and so, yeah, the idea that this type of, um, this type of religion that still included things like sacrifice, uh, particularly I'm talking about Judaism would evolve from something like this. And then you have to think like back to the Canaanites, right? The original Canaanites. Um, that is where the, the worship of Baal and all this stuff stemmed from. And uh, they were like a really, those were very primitive, savage people. You know what I mean? So you can kind of understand how these people who didn't fucking understand nothing about nothing, didn't know why the sun came up or anything. They didn't uh, understand anything. Um, were scared of, uh, you know, they'd see a, a, a meteor shower or a comet or just hell, anything in the sky that they didn't understand. And they would start killing people as a sacrifice to protect themselves from uh, as, you know, for as giving those as offerings to the, to the deities that they didn't even understand. Right. So yes, very primitive times back then. It's amazing that like the Romans built an empire during this time when half the fucking world was like thinking that demons were going to come get them. You know, it's really, 
like that Mel Gibson movie with the uh, with the Indians, right? I mean, like that's some the, wild shit too, man. Apocalyptico right. when you're throwing the heads down the, and that was in like what South America? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, so, uh, Mexico and shit like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So like this, the the, the human tendency to lean towards uh, offering sacrifice is like uh, it's like universal. It's all of it's happened all over. You know what I mean? As long as it's not me, I'll sacrifice <laughs> you. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. That's their mindset, right? Like, the movie's apocalyptic. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It took me a second to get it. But yeah, dude, like they show that in there. And with that, that whole thing that you're talking about, that that Tengrism stuff, the swastika is like a holy symbol in that. And if this is Jewish voodoo or Jewish black magic or whatever, you know, the Mongolian version used that swastika symbol as like one of their powerful symbols. So that's well, you a have wild... to think um, when I look at like how this stuff evolved, it seems as though you have like the Canaanites way back in like uh, 3000 B.C. or whatnot. And it, all of this stuff stemmed from their ancient belief systems, right? I don't know how, like, the Sumerians in Mesopotamia, I, I don't know how this fits into that. This was probably around a similar time, and they were chopping off fucking heads too, weren't they? Sure. Um, so, but yeah, like, from what I can tell, like, all of these religions, particularly Judaism, because that seems to be the foundation underneath Christianity and Islam, um, they all stemmed from these really fucking primitive, scared people who uh, just were like, oh, I'll just play it safe and chop your head off and we'll be good. Right. So <laughs> um, that seems to be the thing. Like fear uh, was the driving factor of these ancient religions. And they I mean, if you ask them, they understood what was happening. Oh, it's just demons in the in the racks that are making noise or whatever. You know, right. it's like, so, um, but uh, yeah, they didn't have a goddamn clue what was going on. And they're a savage people. So when I look at how like things like sacrifice can stay a part of like religion, but like you make a bunch of rules around it right now, we can have a sacrifice, but we got to do it the right way. And we got to wear these costumes and we got to, we have to, um, you know, we got to say a little chant and do a little dance and then God thinks then it's okay with God. Right. And mm. <laughs> like, where does, um, where does Kabbalah come into play? I don't know. That's some weird Jewish shit also. Cause I was looking into like the like red string that the people are all getting up about Tucker Carlson. Like, Tucker <laughs> Carlson like has been wearing the red string and the red string is a Kabbalah thing. And so I've seen it on Alex Stein too. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I have no idea. I just, I don't <laughs> know. I, I, my brain just starts to turn off. Right. As soon as I start to see that stuff, you know, show its head in modern day society, I'm just like, Go play video games to stop doing what you're doing <laughs> and like just 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 do something else. Well, like, when you... It's fucking that scary, man. Like, I don't want to see it out there and it's there. And so I don't know what the, I don't know how Kabbalah fits in, but I can't help but think like you have this like core belief system. And then if you want to recruit people into your core belief system, you have to implement these like systems like Scientology where you don't tell people shit until they like go up the ladder. Same thing with like Freemasons. You know, you have different degrees of Freemasons because they don't tell you shit till you get all the way up to the top, right? Like, say it with Scientology, you got to get to like 
OT8, and then they'll tell you that fucking the Xenu story. Or, yeah, it costs you a million bucks to to figure anything out. Same right, with Mormonism and, and Catholicism, but same thing. Yeah, I think all those in the modern day are CIA grifts. I think they've just been completely infiltrated, and they're run. Those, all those are just totally fucking run by the government today through the CIA. Hell, the CIA had all kinds of great shit going on in the '60s with these like fake like priests like oh i guess technically they were real priests they would get like uh you know the little collars and they'd get the paperwork and all that stuff but like yeah. um they used oh, a yeah. ton of these guys back in the 60s as like money laundering fronts you know like especially for the cubans because the cuban op the cubans would go out there and try to raise a bunch of money and say oh we got to get against castro uh, but on the back end the cia was working with castro for smuggling shit and all that money that was getting raised was getting funneled to fucking israel or pocketed by the guys who were raising that money and then there was a whole bunch i'd say at least six or seven of these fucking guys who had like um <laughs> They were like fake priests. They had the fucking paperwork and they had the collar and all that stuff, but they didn't have a church. They didn't have a following. And so all these things were were like tax free money laundering for the CIA. Right. So that's why you had so many of these like weird churches pop up in Kennedy surrounding the Cubans. Right. Because it was like they, the, the, they would they would they would break into these bunkers and steal all this ammo and they'd sell that shit to these companies like Inter Armco who would then send them to Israel and then they'd take that money and that money they would donate to the fucking one man churches and who would wash the money right before giving it back to before making it way back to the whoever the fuck got the money the CIA or the mafia because at the time you couldn't tell the difference between the CIA and the mafia like they're the same shit Hmm. That's like, like uh, that's like Iran Contra 1.0. Oh, right it's just, oh yeah, Iran Contra is par for the course, man. It's all the same. It's the same story. It is the, literally the same story. It's us and the Israelis doing illegal shit to raise money to do more illegal shit. See, you know? this is where, and I get I get pushback from some people about my stance on on modern religion, and I, I believe in a creator. However, when I talk with somebody like you, Corey. It, it just brings back to how I always go back to these these religions are all man made to do one thing. It's either to to get rich, control society, or go back to sacrifice. They still do it today, just in a different way. When they sit down and pray before their meal, they're okay. Well, see, I'm, the, I'm the praying thing, to the sacrifice of this meal. And the last thing you. I want to do is interfere with anybody's Christianity at all because everybody should be going to fucking church and uh, right. live in that lifestyle, period, in my opinion, whether you believe it or not. that's that's a, It's a good lifestyle. It's a good image for the country. It's a good um, standard for us to, uh, to achieve, too, you know, to yes, strive for. Absolutely. But so. I'm, I'm also the, the type that, hey, you know, you got to question everything. Oh, yeah, I don't believe nothing. <laughs> like, I'm the most black-pilled person, and I'm starting to burn myself out from, you know, I, I'm just tired of being the bummer in the room, you know what I mean? And it seems like <laughs> I'm that guy all the time. Well, dude, a lot of these people also, you forgot one one important thing that a lot of people start religions for, too, and it's pussy, man. Like, people yeah. try people start religion just to fuck, too. I'd love like, to start a religion to fuck. It'd be great. <laughs> There's so many people yeah. that do it. I mean, like, you know, you, you mentioned the money laundering. You have to be a stuff. mystic. Like, you have you have the idea of uh you know all these cults in the 60s 70s 80s all these things right that seems like money laundering right there too give us all your possessions where's that going and then if you don't think that nexium 
was some CIA front for some shit too. That's just a, I mean, like that, that's almost proven in my opinion. So, right. So one thing I just want to clarify, like the CIA works for Tel Aviv, plain and simple. Sure. Like, so like anytime anyone ever fucking says the CIA did it, they might be a hundred percent correct, but the CIA worked for the goddamn global Jewish establishment. They don't work for America. They haven't worked for America for a long fucking time. If ever. So layman, layman's term Mossad. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Yes, but it's even bigger than that. Okay. You know, it's 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 much larger than that. But the Mossad are like the foot soldiers for this this establishment that includes gotcha. like the Jewish Agency, um, APAC, um, all ten thousand organizations that have the word Zionist in it. You know, like they're all part of what I call the global Jewish establishment because that's what they are. Because it stretches beyond Zionism into communism, right? So you can't be calling communists Zionists. Right. So we're getting our fucking country infiltrated and uh, and our, our culture undermined right now by a bunch of goddamn communists. Right. Are they Zionists? Probably. Right. Because once upon a time, there was a distinction. Is there a distinction anymore? Mm-mm. I don't think so. Not really. I really Almost like wherever the money's so. at. Right. Wherever the money's at. And I mean, wasn't Alan Dulles a Zionist? Oh, all of them were. Yes. All the intelligence guys were. And I don't understand why, other than my only speculation. And I got asked this the other day. My only speculation is that these guys saw the state of Israel as being the foothold in the Middle East that they need for the vast amount of resources that are there. Because people forget about the vast amount of rare earth elements and rare earth minerals that are there beyond just the oil. Right. It's it's really it's it's an unbelievable place as far as your um, natural resources go. Um, but. I think that that was the plan to have that be like the home base of this. And I hate to use this term, but it's becoming just blatantly apparent that this is the term to use new world order. Right. So um, that was going to, I believe that they all were Zionists because they figured that they could suck the resources out of America where you're bound by a constitution and these pesky senators and uh, you know, these, you know, these temporary politicians who'll never really understand, but us, you know, like what we would call the deep state, like we really understand, right? So uh, we'll suck the resources out of America, we'll funnel them to Israel, and that will be the home of this, you know, global government, That's empire, yeah. whatever, you know. That's the only thing I can think of why all these guys suck Israel's dick to the point that they do. Because they feel like they'll be fucking kings over there instead of, you know, just, you know, just statesmen over here. But I think just like um, I always forget that Russian guy's name who gives that the, tells the speech about uh, the infiltrating. Yuri, Bez- Yuri Bezmanov. Yeah, yeah. Him. He's that guy's great. And, uh, but I think, um, you know, they'd be lined up against the wall and shot, too. Right. So uh, when you read what fucking Israeli Jews think of American Jews, they fucking hate them. Dude. Like, is like. Zionism is just a fucking, it really is the most hateful ideology that's ever been, ever. It's starting to make sense why Trump got so welcomed over there with, with the Arabs, with the, the dancing and uh, the sword or whatever, and moving whatever the, I'm drawing a blank on uh, the, what have you, back to uh, Jerusalem. Hmm. He's a Zionist. Well, well, here's the thing, though. Like when you when you study his behavior more so than his words, 
they got something on him. He does with the he does the bare minimum. Um, so every fucking president going back to like the first Bush, all had like forty to fifty Jews running the administration. It's been like a Jewish run country ever since. Um, then when you get to Trump, he had fifteen, one five. Um, he had three times less than any president in you know thirty years, and I think that says it all. Um, I think that there is a very confrontational relationship between Trump personally and the Israelis. I think he personally fucking hates him. I think that he is. Uh, Ryan Dawson did a, a pretty good short documentary called Trump's uh, Zionist Ball and Chain. Kind of goes into Jared Kushner and Kushner's father how. Kushner's father worked for the Mossad and was doing like he was like honey trapping people and stuff and ended up going to prison. Yeah, he's got um, a weird family. That's a weird. Family that's a history. weird. Oh yeah, yeah. Like his father, um, his father and his brother and his dad's brother didn't they like have some falling out and like framed each other for crimes? I don't something like that. I don't even know the mm-hmm. full story. And then but... Benjamin Netanyahu's <laughs> sleeping in Jared Kushner's bed yep. when he's a little kid. All sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, so the relationship is there uh, through Jared Kushner, um, very t- very tight there. But I think that's um, I wouldn't be surprised if he was a plant from day one in the Trump family. You know, um, they got something on Trump. He can only he can only stray so far. But when you look at the number of Jews in his administration, it was literally only about fifteen compared to the like forty five plus of every other fucking president. So that to me speaks volumes. You don't it's do weird. that by accident. It's weird that you say that the the Kushner was a, a a plant. That makes sense because it's it's strange when you look at Ivanka. She's I mean she's hot. Let's be real. She's very attractive. And why is she with this weird looking fucking freak? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's not. They they don't need him. like she doesn't need him for money. She doesn't need him for any kind of connections. It's strange. Like it almost makes you wonder like where she fits into the whole piece too. Because uh, well, she she's been seen with that red wristband too. The, the, she she I was converted to mention that she converted to Judaism to marry him, right? That's what I'm saying. It's very strange. So it's like, is she kind of like a spy on behalf of Trump? Which if is, this theory is real, which, which I got to point out is is fucking hilarious to me. Like that uh, she had to convert to Judaism because like um, they are behind the funding of every fucking organization that pushes diversity, equity, and inclusion bullshit. Every single trans organization is fucking being funded by Jews specifically. Um, but then when it comes to them, like they're the most racist, bigoted fucking people. You know, it's like diversity and equity for all of you. But like, fuck off when it comes to us. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like uh-huh. th- there was a school in New York, an Orthodox school in New York that just lost its funding because it won't allow the gay programs because Orthodox Jews are like anti-homosexual. Uh-huh. But yet every fucking gay goddamn program out there in the fucking world is being funded by Jewish organizations the Aspen Institute, every fucking Zionist ABC organization. So it's, you know, it's, um, you know, two different sets of standards, one for the fucking masses and another for them. What's that organization that protects like uh, against anti-Semitism? I can't believe ADL. 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 Yeah. Defamation League. That's just the fucking, they formed to, they they formed to protect a goddamn uh, child rapist. Right. That's what I was going to say that there was a criminal that, that, that basically started that. Like they, they they were founded to protect this guy. That was Leo Frank was the, Leo Frank was a member of uh, Benai Brith of uh, New York. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was New York. I might be mistaken on the city. Um, 
Maybe it was Atlanta. I, for some reason, I always forget about this one. But Leo Frank is a real shit bag. He's a twenty-something up-and-coming Jewish businessman. He works at a, uh, he runs a pencil factory. And so, um, Mary Fagan is about twelve years old. She comes in to get her paycheck. He ends up raping her, killing her. And this uh, is in and, the deep south somewhere, right? Uh, possibly. I forget where it is. Can it's, it, it's, down, it's down in this in south because they had like a lynch mob out for him. <clears throat> Right, right. So uh, it's, it's got the greatest ending. So um, ultimately, he gets arrested. There's a trial. He's convicted because he was fucking guilty. All the evidence was against him. He actually paid a black man who worked there to blame another black man who worked there. Right. So um, that I thought was ironic. But ultimately, he goes to he goes to jail for it. Um, and the ADL is formed by Benai Brith, the organization that he worked for to come to his defense and here's the deal they knew he was guilty they don't give a fuck what they give a fuck about is if people think that jews are rapists it'll be another fucking holocaust or whatever you know what i'm talking about it wasn't there was no holocaust then but they all everyone will come for the jews if they think that we're rapists right so that's why there's a million fucking jewish organizations they come into being to defend from like, like these pedophiles and uh have you seen recently the map there's, there's a map, if you look up the pedophiles from America who have fled to fucking Israel, it like covers the entire state of Israel. Like, it's disgusting. Because, wow. it, yeah, and they're trying to, like, they are the driving force behind the UN trying to lower the fucking rate, uh, the age of consent uh, yeah. globally. Um, like, I read a, uh, a Vice article on the show with Deborah a couple weeks ago. It was actually a Vice article against, and it was called um, the Child Rape Assembly Line. And it was about, and it's like some Orthodox priest actually came out, Jewish Orthodox priest actually like came out and saw and talks about like what he's seen in the, um, I forget what they call the, uh, like the bathhouses that they have to, the, the traditional, um, Orthodox bathhouses that like the women have to go to after their, their menstruation. And then they have the schwitzes, which are the male bathhouses. And like this guy, he just like goes in and he sees, like little boys being raped and he like <laughs> it's 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 disgusting and really crazy and uh yeah it's uh it's on vice Fuck. yeah vice is kind of coming back a little bit i actually have seen a couple of good articles coming from them they're going, they out, they're going out they're going out of business are they well yeah yeah, uh, yeah th- so they're probably trying to get some good shit out because they used to be great dude they used to have really good stuff and then they started fucking around and now it seems like they're trying to claw their way back well, they fucked around and found out. There you go, dude. That's what it is. But what do we got here? Yeah, let me. Uh, you guys keep talking. Let me see if I can find this article. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm interested to get more into uh, you know how this how this stuff that we we're just talking about uh, ties into JFK. We mentioned that the uh, that strange tengrism stuff fits right back into it too. So I'm excited to hear about that. Well, but Corey, I don't wanna what was that guy's name that? Uh, the ADL was formed for Leo Frank. Didn't he have something to do with JFK? No, no, he was dead. Okay. So yeah. So and, anyway, Leo Frank goes to prison and, um, but the Jewish lobby <coughs> through this new organization, the ADL, um, they get, uh, his, um, his, uh, jail overturned. Right. So, Leo Frank is going to be set free, or I forget, I don't, I don't remember the exact details. This is something I mean to do some, spend some time on, but ultimately, um, the local population wasn't having it, and they went and stormed the jail and ripped him from it and hung him from a fucking tree. 
So uh, that's the story of Leo Frank. Uh, I love a happy ending. Listen yeah, to this. Uh, yeah. Listen to this paragraph. They found this article. So this is this guy. This uh, this priest right here. He's this or this this Orthodox rabbi has come out against it, and uh, he's like a member of Brooklyn's Satmar. Hasidim fundamentalist branch of orthodoxy. And he says, on a visit to Jerusalem in 2005, Rabbi Rosenberg entered into a mikvah, which is those bathhouses, in one of the holiest neighborhoods in the city, Mea She'arim. I opened a door that entered into a schwitz, he told me. Vapors everywhere. I can barely see. My eyes adjust and I see an old man my age, long white beard, a holy looking man, sitting in vapors. On his lap, facing away from him, is a boy, maybe seven years old. And the old man is having anal sex with this boy. Rabbi Rosenberg paused, gathered himself, and went on. This boy was speared on the man like an animal, like a pig, and the boy was saying nothing, but on his face, fear. The old man looked at me without any fear, as if there this was common practice. He didn't stop. I was so angry. I confronted him. He removed the boy from his penis, and I took the boy aside. I told this man, it's a sin before God. What you're doing to this boy's soul, you're destroying this boy. This boy, he had a sponge on a stick to clean his back, and he hit me across the face with it. How dare you interrupt me? He said, "I had heard of these things for a long time, but now I had seen." Mm. That's brutal, Pretty man. Gross. You wonder. How, I mean, it, it's so sad. That shit just goes on fucking everywhere. It's yeah, like, yeah. He needs wild. two twin Glock forties. Yep. Like that's the only solution. Like I'm fully for death penalty for child abuse cases. Yeah, it's because uh, these, these feet people don't first get into the wood chipper. They don't get fixed ever. They yeah, they're broken no people, right? From this, yeah, totally. Wow. And I don't want to hear about their fucking childhood. Okay, if you if you if you're repeating if you're continuing the cycle, you got to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow, man, that's brutal. <laughs> brutal shit. You guys want to uh, get into some JFK then? Sure. Down for whatever. Sure. How do we transition from that? Actually, before we get into JFK himself, Corey, what are your thoughts on RFK Jr. announcing his run and what he's been saying lately? If you've been paying attention to any of it, yeah, yeah, I think he's, I think it's great. I think um, here's the thing that you have to realize: a Kennedy is running for president in 2023. This is fucking historic. Like, forget about anything else except for what I just said. Right. It's fucking amazing. Like, holy shit, amazing. And, like, that's it. Doesn't, none of the, nothing else matters. Doesn't matter. If, uh, he's not going to win. So, nothing else really matters. So, but he can make some waves and he can, he can upset this thing for Biden. You think um, he grabs you, two, three states and it's over for Biden? Is he running as Democrat? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's running as Democrat. Do you think he's the sole reason that, well, not the sole reason, but one of the main reasons behind them recently announcing that they're not going to have any sort of uh, debates? Mm -hmm. Um, Biden's a fucking bumbling idiot. That's why they're not having debates because he can't do it. He can't do it. He won't understand the questions. The guy's like fucking Fetterman. (laughs) (laughs) Brought to you by state and brought to you by Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. Fester, Uncle Fester. And the new version uh, doesn't even have the neck bump. Yeah, he's been cloned a couple times, huh? Seems like. But yeah, man, I, I don't know where, where you guys want to go from there. All right, so I'll, I'll go over some stuff here.
Sharing All right, the screen. So <clears throat> All right, so obviously you have to go back in time to uh, uh, months and months and months and months before the assassination itself. And when you come to realize that, well, how do I say this? The I pinpoint the planning, the, the, the final decision, the green light for the assassination sometime in early 63. Um, you got to remember the rifle that was used to set up Oswald was ordered in March. Um, so the plan had to have been prior to March of 63. Uh, some credit a, a meeting of the board of directors of a company called Permindex, which was a Mossad front company, which had like all these mobsters, Joe Bonanno and Modalitz and, uh, who else? A um, bunch of CIA guys had Alan Dulles and Angleton. Meyer Lansky too, right? Uh, Lansky, no. He fucking was oh. smart. He stayed, he stayed the fuck out of everything. He, he controlled everything. So he didn't feel the need to sit on boards of companies and shit. Okay. <laughs> you know? Uh, he was a smart guy. He's, he just doesn't... You really can't... It's, a hard, it's hard to connect him to a lot of things. That's why the government never put him in jail. Plus, he had the fucking film of um, Hoover blowing Tolson. Wearing red, red <laughs> slippers and stuff. Uh, I don't know about that, um, but you have to go back in time and realize that Oswald didn't do any of the things that people think that Oswald did. None. So off the top of your head, can you think of anything um, that any of the reasons that were given that you believe that or could possibly believe Oswald was a communist? Could do you remember any of the lore or any of the story, like any of the circumstances that led people to believe that he was a communist yeah he was out on the street passing out flyers okay excellent out on the street passing out flyers anything else um he went to cuba or no he went to, i mean he went to i mean he, he had been in russia uh, right but he had gone to mexico city allegedly attempting to get into cuba okay that's another one excellent one um i'll throw a couple out there um the incidents at the shooting range where Oswald allegedly shot at people's targets, right? So Oswald brings a gun there. Um, this is part of the, like, linking Oswald to the rifle because he went and he shot at targets of a man named Garland Slack. Um, and so the official story, as it goes today, still, uh, is that Oswald went to this shooting range called the um, Dallas Sports Drome shooting range uh, and that he fired at Garland Slack's targets and that this linked Oswald to the rifle. Uh, so obviously he killed Kennedy, right? Now, when you go back as far as 1960, January of 1960, January of 1960, you have an incident in New Orleans at the Bolton Ford dealership. It's a very key incident. At the Bolton Ford dealership, number one, the timing, January of 1960. Okay? So two men go into Bolton Ford, one man gives the name of Lee Oswald, signs the name of Oswald on the paperwork there, uh, and he's with a husky Latino um, described as around 5'9", 5'10", um, pockmarked face or had very rough skin, um, and that he was a Cuban or a Mexican. Okay, so this is the first of many incidents where a man who gives the name of Oswald is seen with a Husky Latino, uh, as it's often described, Husky Latino with a pockmarked face or he had moles on his face or he had rough skin, right? So 
we have this description of a man, uh, this Mexican person or dark skin complected person, randomly seemingly showing up uh, between January of 1960 and the day of the assassination, November 1963. Nearly, what is that? Is that four years? Yes, nearly four years, three years, like nine months. This husky Latino keeps popping up. And many a times he is seen with a man who is described as Lee Harvey Oswald. The witnesses will say after Oswald is on television, hey, I saw this guy and he was with this big Mexican guy. Well, um, the Mexican guy, let me see where my slide is. Um, The Mexican guy is uh, this guy here on the left, Lawrence Howard. You can see he has moles on his face. He has three moles on his right cheek. He has two on the left. Um, He was a big husky, like 300 pound guy at times, but at various pictures over that four year period um, in the early days, he, when he was just getting out of the Marines, he was more lean. And so some of the descriptions of him back in those, in those early days, late 59, early 60, he's a little bit more lean. Uh, But when you see him like on the day of the assassination in a photograph, he's obviously put on 60, 70 pounds. Right. So you have that kind of variation over this period, but nonetheless, you only have one husky looking guy who's a Mexican with bumps on his face, right? So this is one of the major gripes that I have with the Kennedy researchers out there because this guy has been known by the Kennedy researchers for fucking ever. And when you go through all the descriptions of this man who's a cop I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant is cap. I was bred by the government Fact check every head when it come to this Upside down system, had enough of it Another sapien that's on the globe Lost code, looking for the direction But don't nobody know The only bit of insight that they ever sold me I've been start to find out doesn't really hold Every highfalutin piece of shit Hidden in a tie, high motives to align goals Cheating on your wife, my ties at the ninth hole Someone gotta die, they don't care They itemize souls Hit jobs from Botox to light bulbs, light bulbs in my head of where I might go. I'm on a tightrope walking this edge, and I've been wondering if anyone loves me. Shit. And I've been wondering if anyone loves me. Yeah. Fuck. And I've been wondering if. I've been hopping down this rabbit hole for quite some time To find lines that connect through to all their lies They normalize a real life poltergeist To trust Pfizer with a remedy to make you right The thought's sick, I'll take a chance and roll my dice Because something in my stomach isn't sitting right I wanna soul search, find a place to bring in light But I can't cause, fuck I'm batshit, what you read in the covenant It's cap, you were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it, we batshit What we read in the covenant, it's cap We were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it I want the power to shake shit and shift shape Tap into pineal eye without a mistake We have the power to live right and get straight But they found a way to remove this, they bitch made Hey. 
keep on calcifying glands with your flow ride while I flow ride the valor of rhyme I'm flying high by the seat of my pants a beat speaking to me know I'm talking back every chance hoping one day I make it overseas or to France but in the northwest I trip without a traveling band yeah and that's word to my cat plug I'm higher than giraffe puss Look what the cat drug in Now I'm scribbling this rap in the bathtub At midnight I don't fill it up with the tap cup Soaking in my cannabis suds Anything for a buzz Reclaim my residue inside of a dab jug Peel through a fat stash Burning the last nug I picture this dimension I don't want to come back from But here I am still stuck in the bathtub My brain fried but honestly I'm fine I'd rather not have one I'm batshit I'm fucking bad shit, and it's your fucking fault. It's their fault. Straight up. I'm done. I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant. It's cap. You were fed by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Enough of it. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. 